We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Good evening, everybody. This is Kirk Henderson and Jordan Brodess for the first time with me this year on Mavs Moneyball After Dark. We're coming to you Saturday night after a simply outstanding Dallas Mavericks victory over the Philadelphia 76ers on the road. They won 117-98. to 98. I want to punt to you almost immediately, Jordan. So uh, tell me what you thought of the game. What's What was the highlight for you? I think the highlight for me was seeing the amount of effort kind of across the board from every player on the team. Uh, this is not on, on paper. This is not a good matchup for the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, it It's not something that they, uh, they shouldn't be able to match up with the length of Philadelphia. Uh, the, the effort uh, required to kind of counteract the talent and length from top to bottom from Philadelphia, that should not work. Uh, with the Mavericks, uh, especially with Luka Doncic uh, not playing. But they came in pretty much from the beginning of the game, sort of ready to combat that. It took a few minutes of kind of settling in and switching to that zone uh, after Embiid sort of dominated early on. Uh, but the the standout to me is just the level of effort, top to bottom, uh, I think that that was the difference maker in the game because Philadelphia just wasn't, they just weren't trying uh, for long stretches and uh, didn't have answers to push back against the things that Dallas was bringing at them. And that's pretty exciting. Uh, it's exciting to see on the road at home, it wouldn't matter, uh, seeing <laughs> them like, like, uh, give this sort of output on a, any given night uh, is really exciting for the prospects of later in this season. 
Yep, yep. I, you know, they when Luca gets hurt, two minutes into a five-game stretch where, you know, we're wondering as a as a collective fan base how how that that stretch here this this stretch against the these five Eastern Conference teams really felt like a good measuring stick for for the Mavericks. Then Luca goes down, and through four games, they're two and two with the opportunity almost to be. Um, you know, th- uh, three and one in some instances. And this game might be more impressive than the Milwaukee game in some instances, just because for the same reasons you mentioned, I was really worried about the matchup. And, you know, one stat really stood out to me was the fact that the Mavericks out-rebounded the Sixers. In terms yeah. of rebounding percentage, the Sixers are the best team in the league. Uh, they get 53% of available rebounds, and I wrote about this a little in the recap. And the fact that Dallas just really kept them off the offensive boards for most of the night, with the exception of uh, a little period in the fourth, like that was just outstanding. And you know, those little things is are, are, are why the Mavericks are you know trending upwards as the season goes along, because you know early in the year I didn't know which parts of this were sustainable. And through you know we're we're pushing thirty games at this point, and the Mavericks are playing better you know, as a unit with each passing week, you know, they're, they're going to have these ups and downs, but the, the fact that they've managed to have keep this sustained effort is really, really outstanding. Yeah. And I mean, the, the thing that I feel like constantly surprises me with the team, uh, and this was even, I mean, these are in games, even when Luca is playing, but that there seems to be different people able to step up even if it's not for full games. I mean, Tim Hardaway Jr. He had a massive game, uh, he was 10 of 21 from the floor, 7 of 11 from three, but he had 19 points in the first quarter and then didn't score. And I think until maybe late in the third or early in the fourth. And that's that's sort of crazy that that could even happen. And in his absence, you had guys like uh, Ryan Brokoff playing really quality minutes early on in the game. DeLon Wright was sort of all over the floor, kind of just stuffing the stat sheet, doing different things. And this isn't, that's not a new thing for the Mavericks this season. They've been able to, obviously uh, when Luca's playing, they, they rely on him and everything centers on his output. But uh, on any given night, they have one or two of their 10 or 11 man rotation, able to step up, play really important minutes and key elements of the game that has, allowed them to either rest starters uh, when maybe you would have to normally play them more um, or, you know, just uh, kind of balance out the roster. It's hard for teams to keep up with the pace that Dallas creates uh, because they're, they're not really, uh, you know, missing offense when certain players are off the floor and they're showing that more recently. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about Porzingis in just a second, but you said something that reminded me of a, of probably my favorite uh, aspect of the game was Maxi Kleba's minutes. Um, in 23 minutes, he had 10 points and three boards and a couple of assists. He wasn't particularly uh, for for a long stretch of the game. You really didn't notice him, but then it, you know he took a three in the thir- I think it was the third quarter, and then two drives uh, with you know, Embiid guarding him, getting all the way to the rim and getting fouled both times. You know, the the Sixers were looking to make a run during the stretch because they're, you know, the Sixers actually kind of settled into reasonable offense in the in the uh, end of the second and then part of the third. 
And then, you know, a guy like, like Kleba really helped shut, shut it down. And those sort of little contributions are just so important, like you said. And I really, I just like watching Kleba play because there, there are moments where it feels like he, he's asked to do too much. But, you know, taking a prospective defensive player of the year candidate off the dribble, I think three different times and scoring yeah. all three times is pretty hilarious to me. Yeah, I mean, he took him off the dribble the first time like it was nothing and dunked it, oh, and then the and then and then drew two fouls later on. He, he's, I mean, back to even last season, he's deceptively athletic still. Like people still don't give him the proper respect. Defenders don't give him the kind of respect uh, that matches his athleticism. His shot, I I don't have it in front of me here, so I don't know what he's shooting from three this season. It's probably not as good as what I have in my mind. But he he's just he plays so balanced and calm, uh, even in nights where he's not scoring a lot, he doesn't seem uh, he doesn't seem rattled by that, and that's because he can contribute in so many different ways. So in the nights when his shot is falling or he's able to uh, get a couple of buckets off the dribble, uh, he just becomes so impactful, even if he's not playing a lot of minutes. Mm-hmm. Well, circling back to Porzingis, who. You know, we only we don't have that many games with him. Under again, under thirty is a maverick at this point. But I keep saying this, and I keep writing that I think this might be his best game as a maverick. <laughs> I was just about to say the same thing. And, and I really think this one might be because yeah, you know, in terms of just like top to bottom performance, consistent effort, consistent results. He was there the whole game. Twenty two points, career high, eighteen rebounds three blocks, some unbelievably effective challenges near the rim. Uh, the Mavericks really got in Ben Simmons' head. That's a discussion for another day. But, you know, the the just watching how well he played, how well he's figuring out how to play, speaks to his intelligence and his flexibility as a basketball player. Because I, I firmly believe that he didn't know how to play off the ball coming into this year. And the way the Mavericks are using him and the way he's already bought in is really incredible and it's working or at least it's worked you know over these last four to five games and I'm just I'm really excited I was I was a little out on him earlier in the year I probably shouldn't have been that's just kind of the way I am and he has since become so impressive he's essentially you know for a while there it's who's the most second most important maverick well there's not a question now it's Chris Tapsingas Yeah, he uh, two things about about tonight that I was noticing and that I'm really enjoying about this like next phase of his game as, you know, the early parts of the season are started. We're starting to shift into this second phase of the season Mm -hmm. is uh, because his shot was not falling early on uh, early on in the year. uh, And it seemed like what sparked uh, him finding a rhythm recently what uh, was whether it's Rick Carlisle uh, developing this in the system or it's just Porzingis's instincts, but they've been using him. Uh, he's been, uh, you know, uh, diving to the basket a lot more, mm-hmm. cutting to the basket a lot more. And even now, that's still a part of the game. There were he he wasn't uh, very assertive early in the game because Tim Hardaway Jr. simply could not miss a shot, so there didn't need to be anyone else doing anything, but. For him to get into the rhythm of the game, he was still making those dives off the ball and finding ways to get to the rim. And once he finds that rhythm, he becomes a completely different offensive player. So that's really exciting to me. The second thing, and I think I said this in Slack, uh, in the, our Slack conversation tonight, was uh, 
I thought that maybe as uh, Luca was going to be absent for these games and there was a lot of, you know, talk online and articles written about now this is, you know, what kind of role can Porzingis take and does he have to become the star or is this his opportunity to become the star or whatever it is. I was a little concerned that that meant uh, his effort level may change with other things off the ball, uh, defensively on the boards, because those are the things that we've been praised about as his offense has not been great early on while Luca has been so dominant is that, you know, a lot of his reputation might be like, Oh, well, a, he couldn't rebound at all. Uh, mm-hmm. B that he only could help side block. He, he couldn't, you know, be a full on, uh, in the lane rim protector, uh, and that his effort level, if he's not getting his touches, maybe poor, those things weren't true early on. And that was what was so positive, I think, early in the season when he wasn't playing well offensively. Well, now he's playing well offensively and he's doing it without Luca on the floor. And that hasn't changed his effort level. He is he's giving 100 percent when he is on the floor. Uh, and that's completely to his credit that he is. Uh, crashing the boards hard. I mean, there's a reason that he had 18 rebounds tonight. He was fighting on the glass all the way to the end of the game. And I, I think that's that's impressive. And it speaks to uh, his his buying into this season and, you know, in the future. I've been saying a lot in my articles that, you know, this whole season is about developing him for next year, um, mm-hmm. that that should be the goal. And so if that if that's true and I do believe that's true uh, it's it it makes the outlook of next year a lot more exciting to see the progress already and his effort level through that progress. Yes, I agree. And you know, it's interesting. I'm looking at some of his across the board numbers as you were talking. Um how many minutes would you think he's averaging per game this this year? Ooh. Just guess. 32 is probably too high, right? It is 28 Not by much though. He's at, he's at 31, wow. um, which, you know, in a game like tonight where he plays 37 minutes, he played, you know, with the, these, in these games, he played 40 minutes against Miami. His minutes have seen a little bit of an uptick, which I just think is really interesting. And if the Mavericks keep him, you know, at the 30 to 34 minute averages this season, that's going to be really interesting. And it's just something that was in my head as, as, you know, how impressive the team has been allowing him to really figure itself out. And, you know, speaking of his numbers across the board, I think that, you know, fans who come to the Mavericks late, who might be more Cowboys fans and kind of Mavs agnostics, along with, you know, non-Mavericks fans, are really going to be confused about his numbers because his shooting percentages were so bad for a while. And frankly, they still kind of are. But, you know, I just don't care about any of that right now because they're winning. And, And if you can win with Chris Dapp shooting 40% from the floor, what happens when he gets back to a career average? Like, right. this is really scary. Really yeah. scary. I mean, it, and and I would be a little more concerned about the shooting numbers if I didn't see, if, if there was, like, any sort of, like, body language problems mm-hmm. or anything like that. And he really has not been that way at all. And he seems so locked into playing his part of the greater system that Rick Carlisle has created. And uh, yes, there will probably be people that are like, well, why are we, you know, why are we paying this guy this amount of money? Or do we really like there's there's going to be that it's inevitable. Uh, But 
I've I've been very impressed with his play of late, and I I think that that's just a taste of of what's likely to come if this kind of uh, progress continues. I agree. Well, I have absolutely nothing to complain about, which is a first in human history. Um, <laughs> I'm glad I could be here for that. No, it's it's really nice. I just I, I leave that game excited. I'm not, you know, sometimes it's hard for me to go to bed after games. I'm going to be okay sitting up thinking about this. I did want to get one more note in before we go. I'm as impressed with the team. I'm I'm equally as impressed with Rick Carlisle for two reasons. First, the fact that he's able to to work this out with this roster. The yeah. second is that he has not gone to his break in case of emergency player in JJ Barea. Yeah. Um I, I'm really surprised about that. And I think that speaks to his confidence in the team and also allows JJ to be available for when they really need him. So right. I, I just wanted to get that in before we go. Yeah, he's I Carlisle's done a really great job and two uh there was a lot of him like tinkering around early in the, these lineups, but he found something that worked and he has really pretty much stuck to it. He's obviously had to shift some things around with Luca being hurt. And there's been a couple other injuries, but and I mean, they're like playing broke off instead of Justin Jackson tonight. That's a conversation for maybe a future podcast, but mm-hmm. uh, he has found things that have worked early and he has locked into that. And I think we're seeing, you know, the payoff from all of that. Yep. Yep. Well, I can't thank you enough for joining me tonight. This is, uh, you know, I, I don't like talking to myself and I think our fans don't like it either. So I appreciate you <laughs> hopping on. Thanks for um, having me. All right. This has been Kirk and Jordan with Mavs Moneyball After Dark. We will probably be with you on Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening. Our whole roster is Cowboy fans except for me. So I might and be talking to no one. Uh, and kind of you. You're right. But people are going to be watching it. So it's one of these odd situations yeah, where... Yeah, yeah. We're going to have to scramble for coverage. It'll be fun, though. Um, hopefully that the Cowboys can take care of the the uh, Philadelphia football team as well. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. Um, all right, everybody. As usual, share, like, uh, let, you know, provide feedback. I love hearing from you guys. I'm glad that the show is resonating because each uh, each month we're finding more and more listeners. Uh, once again, this has been Kirk and Jordan with Maz Moneyball After Dark. Everybody have a good Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.